0: Caleb and Kelsey, raise a hallelujah. Yes, I will. Well, we got a great surprise coming up for you right after we hear from Pastor Greg Mott here in just a moment. And then uh, we're going to share with you something that we recorded yesterday with Titus. And we're going to do the Star Spangled Banner right after that. So here's Pastor Greg Mott, Titus coming up next, and the Star Spangled Banner. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for serving Thank you for serving our country. Thank you for serving our freedoms and fighting for uh, really what cannot be given uh, without a fight. And so we want to say thank you for that on this Veterans Day, November 11th. Hi,
1: this is Pastor Greg Mott with your Difference Maker Moment. A rich man was once asked, how much money does it take to make a man happy? He wisely answered, a dollar more. Whether we have a lot or a little, it seems like it's never enough. Everywhere we turn, there's all sorts of advice about how to handle our finances. But do you know that God has the best advice? He says in Luke chapter 16, if we're faithful in little, we'll be faithful in much. So it's not that we have to have a lot before we're generous, it's being faithful with what we have now. I remember as a teenager, I had a job as a grocery sacker at a store, and I would receive tips when I would take the groceries to the person's car. And I finally decided, after going to church and becoming a believer in the Lord, I said, I'm going to give 10% of my tips. So out of my $50 in tips, I'd give $5. It wasn't that I was giving a lot. It was I was finally giving with a cheerful heart. So the most important thing we need to realize about our finances is they all belong to God. So a dollar more or a dollar less, it's always going to be enough in the hand of
2: Jesus. For more about Pastor Greg and how to be a Difference Maker. Visit Beadifferencemaker.org.
3: A pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands: one nation, under God and abysmal, with liberty and justice for all. Happy Patterson's Day!
0: Precious folks, didn't you enjoy Titus this morning? Happy Veterans Day. This is America, the land that we love, the land that has been fought for. It hasn't been free, has it? No, but we thank God. Ephesians 5 and 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Veterans Day is designated to honor all of those who have served who are serving in the U.S. Armed Forces for their bravery, their dedication, their sacrifice. Separate from Memorial Day, which remembers fallen veterans, this is a time for a grateful nation to express their appreciation to those who have served their country, oftentimes with their lives on the line. It was originally named. Armistice Day in remembrance of the treaty that ended the First World War November 11 1918 and observed on the 1 year anniversary on June 1 1954 the name was changed to Veterans Day and expanded to include all wars now November the 9th through the 15th is designated as Veterans Awareness Week set aside for educational programs regarding the important contributions of veterans today take the opportunity to thank the servicemen and women who have given so much for this nation thank you this morning happy Veterans Day this is for you
4: the is this is
0: Lord, we pray today that you would bless this nation. Lord, help us to turn our attention back to you, Lord. Oh, help us today. Yes, Father. Help us to align ourselves back to you. What shall the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? Well, Lord, help us to resolve to trust you. Here's Jordan Family Band, Old Glory Waves.
5: It has stood It has stood through the times of strife. Pledge allegiance for the patriot who stands to applaud. The colors
6: still fly, so we remember. We are
4: blessed to be one.
7: is Pause to
8: Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's
9: leaders. Today, we pray for Ike White, Acting Assistant Secretary for the Office of Environmental Management. He leads the safe cleanup from nuclear weapons development and nuclear energy research. Psalm 115, verse 16 reminds us that the earth shall be cared for as it is a gift from God. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Ike White as he works to clean and restore our lands and environment. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Pause to pray
8: is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, Go to pausedopray.org.
0: And right on time this morning, happy Veterans Day to you. Thank you for joining with us here on the Community Prayer Time Network on this 11th day of November. 14 minutes past the hour, and we want to give you the text line, phone number. You can text our 24-hour text prayer line, 870-205-0600. 870-205-0600. And we'd love to join with you in prayer. Our prayer family is gathered around right now, lifting folks up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for our veterans this morning. And Lord, we thank you that you've blessed this nation. Lord, would you not remove your hand from us? Preserve us, oh God. Raise up a generation who will love you and serve you with all their heart, soul, mind, strength. Love our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, we need you today. We can't be the America that you want us to be without you. So help us, we pray. Help us in Jesus' name. Again, the phone number, 870-205-0600. Several prayer requests come in. We want to pray for and uh, want to ask you to be in prayer for the Christian Law Association as we begin our prayer time this morning. And we want to pray today for a Christian school in Indiana. They're preparing new bylaws for their ministry. And so we pray for this Christian school today that God would give them wisdom and put the right people in the right place to help give some guidance and some direction uh, in this journey. And so we pray for them today. Good morning, Miss Kathy. Thank you for joining with us this morning. Hope you're doing well. And uh, got some rain in last night, didn't we? And so I'm hoping and praying that's not going to affect your oxygen at all. And we're praying that God will help you today, help you throughout the day. Yes, Lord Jesus. Continue to pray for character education now, serving in our local public schools. <clears throat> continue to pray for the Paul, the founder and director of that great ministry, and continue to pray for three missionaries. That's a specific prayer request they're asking right now, that God would send three missionaries to serve in our local public schools. And I tell you what, they need help. And it's a worthwhile ministry. Great ministry opportunity. And that's where I started out in ministry. Thank the Lord for all the opportunities that I had to serve in the schools. Continue to pray for Global Impact Missions tomorrow. Of course, today's Thursday, so tomorrow we're going to have our Friday's featured guest. I want to encourage you, we may not be having our prayer time, But you're not going to want to miss tomorrow, I'm telling you. Don't miss tomorrow. It's going to be good. Brother Rick Groover is going to be joining with us by phone. He's the missions director of Global Impact Missions. And he is doing such a great work. God has his hand on him. And his wife, Miss Tracy... You got to check it out. G I M I dot world, okay? That's the website. You can go ahead and check it out, get some information. And that way, whenever you listen to the interview tomorrow, you'll have some knowledge before you even listen about all the great work they're doing. Let me give you, well, let me just give you a glimpse real quickly. Can you imagine a missionary taking on the responsibility? of organizing successful health clinics, hospitals, orphanages, schools, local churches, training pastors, seminary training, feeding villages. This missionary is doing that and more. Radio ministry. Oh, you you don't want to miss it, I'm telling you. Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, Rick Groover And we pray for our pastorless churches today. Pray for Moro, West Acres, and First Baptist, Marvel. Now today we're praying for a great family, a couple, planting a church in the Ozarks. Okay? Now this is uh, in in Arkansas, Ozark, Arkansas. And uh, tomorrow is Jacob Jones' birthday. Jacob and Mellie Jones are planting Hope Church in Ozark and they're praying for God to continue to raise up spiritual leaders and that the community would have a hunger and a and a desire for God's presence. Lord help this couple. We pray as they serve together planting a church in Ozark. Well, let's pray for baby Cooper right now. I haven't gotten an update to see if he's feeling any better. You know, he had the crud and supposed to be going to Cincinnati to The hospital is going to be having a procedure. And Lord, we pray right now, this baby boy, Daniel and Titus's age, right there in the same age bracket, Lord, he's had a lot of challenges in his life. Would you touch this family? Help them today. Lord, we know that you have the peace that passes all understanding and we're We're grateful, Lord, for the testimony that they've had. Help them today. Continue to pray for another who went for a biopsy, lung cancer, and they need a touch from God. Lord, I pray for this need today. You know who they are. You know the family that's impacted by this need today. I pray that that doctor would get an opening That he'd make an appointment with this individual that has cancer. Get a consultation and get the scans and the tests done so they can start moving forward. Lord, they need you. Please help them today. Help them in Jesus' name. Again, let me say happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, Mr. Floyd. I don't know if you're listening this morning. Happy Veterans Day to you. I tell you what, did y'all get to hear Titus a little while ago in the earlier part of the hour? If you didn't hear it, you're going to hear it again in just a minute. We got we got uh, Lee Greenwood, God bless the USA, coming up in just a minute, right after the prayer time, and I've got a special surprise for you. Oh, you're going to love it. Yes you are. Again the phone number 870-205-0600. You can text us and let us know how we can join with you in prayer. Pray for Scotty and Peggy, both dealing with the COVID virus. I saw them yesterday. And Peggy had come out mid morning, drink her some coffee, trying to get to feeling better. Sat out there on the porch and the rocking chair. Of course I wasn't I didn't see her now. Okay. All right, I didn't see her. But I got to see Scotty and visit with him for a little bit from a distance, and of course we put the wind in the right direction, and so there's no risk, nothing involved there, just had to go get some things for him, drop it off, and you continue to pray for them. Pray for Kenley. How's Kenley doing this morning, Miss Kathy, Miss Diane, either one of you? You know, she had a head injury a couple nights ago in that basketball game, and she had some headaches yesterday. Pray for Kenley. Continue to pray for the eighth grader. Young man by the name of Daniel. Waiting on a heart transplant. He's been in the hospital since July, June, July, August, since the summer anyway. And just a lot of complications. How many know we can look at those complications and not not worry about how big they are, but just remind our complications of how big our God is. Yes, we can, can't we? Thank you, Lord. Lord, we know that you've got a heart for this young man. And just as we prayed last night at church, we pray that it might even be today that they get that phone call, that they've found a heart. But Lord, we acknowledge right now that we understand that as we pray this, we know that someone's life would be given. Think about that, folks. Somebody's life would be given. Somebody would pass away. And it would be the perfect heart match for this boy. Comfort that family as well. Because they're going to be going through a time of grief. But Lord, I pray. right now that you would touch that family both families that they would see the good news of Jesus the gospel how that Jesus gave up his own life willingly, freely so that all men would have a new heart oh Lord may this come to pass even today in Jesus name continue to pray for Misty she's taking antibiotics and I believe I understand she's doing this through an IV she had a ruptured appendix and they sent her home continue to pray for her pray for her follow-up visits pray for a mom who had to go to the doctor yesterday hopefully she was able to make those arrangements a mother that's dealing with health challenges and continue to pray for another that's dealing with cancer Lord, we pray for this colon cancer, I believe it is. Help this man and his wife. Continue to pray for Mr. Floyd preparing for his surgery with his eyes on December the 7th. He's got pre-op and mid-December, he's got to go for surgery. Lord, help him today. Continue to pray for another listener's special friend who's breast cancer biopsy came back as cancerous and continue to pray for mr henry pray for the salvation of the lost in our lives our friends our co-workers our neighbors pray god would use us to speak to their hearts help them lord today pray for these brothers we pray for these two brothers that one's asking for prayer for pray for another brother and his family. Pray for these two sons and a daughter-in-law. Pray for this brother and his family today. Pray for this brother and nephew and a brother-in-law. And let me read a few of these. Let's pray for... Yes, that's right. Miss Kathy just reminded me. Miss Ruby talked to her yesterday and she is going today. She's been having some issues with her knees. She's gone about two weeks longer than she normally would. And so you continue to pray for Miss Ruby. She's got to go get those shots today. And uh, Miss Diane said that Kinley is doing better. No more headaches, but has a stiff neck. That's not because she's hard headed, right, Miss Diane? <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Kenley's a good young lady. Good young lady. Appreciate her. Our ministry partner request we've got from love worth finding one of our anonymous requests and let me give you the phone number before i share this with you and again we don't share names unless you give us permission that's why this is an anonymous request 870-205-0600 and this anonymous request is praying for god's blessing upon the work of her husband's hands i need to be a stay-at-home mom or work less hours. My kids need me. I barely have time to help them and be there for them. Father, help this need today. This young mom, she wants to have her priorities in the right place. Lord, it sounds like she's seeking you first in your kingdom, and she's trusting you that all these other things will be added. She wants to spend more time with her family. She wants to give her kids the attention and the care that they need. Lord, please help them today. Another, non, uh, another request from our worth Finding prayer wall. Pray for Angie. Angie is asking us to pray for a young boy. His initials A H. He's not doing well in school. He now has to switch public schools. Pray for God to touch him and that A.H. will grow in the Lord and have a desire to know and to please God. Pray for spiritual protection. Thank you for your prayers. Lord, we pray for this boy today. Now listen to this. This could be, I I don't know who Angie is in relationship to A.H., doesn't sound like it's his mom, but you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like it's a teacher. Maybe a guidance counselor, principal. The, somebody that's at the school that's influencing this AH concerned about him. I wonder, do you have folks in your life like that that you're concerned for? We can pray for them. Yes, we can. Pray for David. He's praying that his wife's eyes would be opened regarding the dangers that could happen to their son pray that this wife would have a conscience and attitude change pray for God's protection in this situation help them today Lord we pray and let's close out our prayer time this morning praying for our veterans pray for our active military Lord, we pray today that you please help these needs. Pray for those in the Marines yesterday, the birthday of the Marines. We pray for Jasper and Brent. And Lord, we've got others that we've been praying for. We pray that you'd help them today. We pray for Sam. And Lord, we pray for Joey and Max today. Little Larry. Lord, we pray for Mr. Dale and we pray today for Mr. Floyd. Thank you for their service. Father, we pray for the VA that they would help these men to get the help that they need. Help them, Lord. Lord, we pray today for the Dean family serving in the U.S. Army as a chaplain sharing Christ with our service men and women in Korea. Father, help the Dean family. And Lord, we pray today for Todd and Josh and Cameron today. Help these, protect them today, we pray. Lord, would you use us as we go throughout the day? Would you put your hand upon us, guide us, lead us, and direct us? That's our prayer today. Use us, Lord. Oh, we need you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we need you. We don't want to live this day without you. In Jesus' name. Well, right after this finishes up, we're going to hear from Titus once again. Yesterday, Titus came in the studio. He said, Daddy, I want to go with you. He said, oh, okay. So you want to do something on the radio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so excited. You would think I was making it up. I mean, really, he's excited. I love it. So we're going to hear from Titus doing the Pledge of Allegiance and then Lee Greenwood right after this. The
3: pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God and the visible, with liberty and justice for all. Happy Patterson's Day!
0: Oh, it doesn't get any better than that, does it? Don't you love it? All right, Lee Greenwood, God bless the USA. We'll have our trivia question right after this. You enjoy this this morning. Yes, Lord, would you bless the USA. Thank you for what you've done for us as a nation. Help us to remember all the things you've done. It goes like this. Well, let me tell you, we got quite a bit of rain last night, didn't we? Moved through the area this morning. Uh, got about a half inch of rain in the rain gauge here. Right now, the radar looks clear, but it is possible we could have a little bit more rain coming to the area before noon today now this afternoon should be sunny with highs back up into the mid to upper 60s and lows tonight dropping back down again into the lower 40s as this cold front moves through the area the interior department names a new chief of staff rachel taylor begins the new role in four days and uh, continue to pray for rachel's expertise as she's going to be an instrumental part of advancing the department's goals while maintaining an exceptional level of uh, interagency coordination, and pray for her leadership as she leads as the department chief of staff. I tell you, that's a big job, isn't it? Pray for wisdom today. Lord, we ask you for this situation. Help her. As she begins her new role. In Jesus' name. All right, our trivia question this morning. I was reading back there. over that, make sure all that was right. Okay. All right, according to a new survey, I'm going to start this song back over just a minute. Your trivia question, text us at 870205 zero six hundred the trivia this morning 56 percent of college students so this is uh, six out of ten. Ooh, that's scary six out of ten college students will turn a job down if the company didn't offer this six out of ten college students are going to turn a job down because they don't offer this particular i don't even know that you could call this a benefit 870-205-0600. Text us. Let us know what you think it is this morning. We will
6: remember the works of your hands. And we will start and give you praise. For great is thy faithfulness.
0: Yes, Miss Kathy, you know, that's what I was thinking too. Maybe vacation time, right? Six out of ten college students, they're going to turn a job down because this job doesn't offer vacation. Well, I hate to say it, Miss Kathy, that's really not the answer we're looking for. And I really do, I hate to say it because this one is ridiculous. It's crazy, it's going to blow your mind. Brian, cell phones on the job, that's pretty close, okay? Alright, we're, we're heading in the right direction here, 870 205 6 out of 10 college students are going to turn a job down because it doesn't offer this. you a little bit of a hint here maybe you would do this yeah maybe you would do this during your break time it's not the bathroom by the way okay let me say that it's not it's not a bathroom break that'd be illegal i think all right it's it's rough folks it's rough isn't it 870-205-0600 we got about a minute left about a minute left and while you're thinking about that, let me just uh, give you a heads up from Action News 5 in Memphis. Traffic delayed on I-55 with a two-car crash about an hour ago, and this is between East Range Road and Holmes Street, if you are in the area, headed to Memphis, South Haven. I don't know exactly where that's at, but just want to make sure that you are aware of it. Everything else looks good on I-40 as far as we can tell here. So if you're traveling today, be safe. If you're going to the doctor, I hope you have a great visit with the doctor. Isn't it always great to be able to go to the doctor? 870-205-0600. Six out of ten college students turn a job down because they're not going to be allowed to vape. That's become popular. Yeah, that I could see that. Okay? You're not allowed to smoke in the building. I'm not smoking. I'm vaping. Well, it's the same thing. Oh, all right. All right. Congratulations, Miss Kathy. We have the right answer this morning. Facebook. That's right, Miss Kathy. College students are turning down jobs, not just a few college students. Six out of ten college students turning down jobs because they're not allowed to be on social media during work hours. Well, you're not there, we're not paying you to get on social media, we're paying you to do your job. That's right. 870-205-0600. Keys for Kids is next.
5: My brother says I shouldn't cry about dad being gone. And even mom says I need to be brave, but I'm just so sad.
0: It's
8: okay to be sad. Many people in the Bible were sad sometimes, even Jesus. Guess what? You're listening to the one and only Keys for Kids, a great way to grow your faith in God. My name is Zach. When you read the Bible, you might be surprised to learn that some people were sad sometimes. For example, King David, the prophet Elijah, and even Jesus. Jesus was sad because his good friend Lazarus had died. Now, if you're ever sad, I want you to know it's okay. You don't have to hide it from your trusted friends or from your parents. And you don't have to hide your pain from God either. In Psalm 56, 8, David wrote this. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? Our story today is called Smiles Over Tears. Smile nice, Tiffany's mom nudged her shoulder. It's for your dad, so look at the camera and smile. Tiffany forced a smile to her face, but she wasn't happy. Later that day, Tiffany was thinking about her dad as she sat down to dinner with her mom and brother. Tears filled her eyes as she thought about how far away he was and that he wouldn't be home for Thanksgiving. Do you think Dad's eating right now, too? She looked at her mom. Are you crying? Her brother picked up his fork. There's no reason to cry, Mom said. Your dad asked you to be brave, Tiffany. Be brave for him. Tiffany tried to blink away her tears. Her dad was a soldier. He was brave enough to fight. Mom was right. She shouldn't cry. Tiffany's aunt came over later and found Tiffany in her room. Tiffany was staring at a picture printed in her Bible that she didn't understand. She was frowning down at it when Aunt Eve came in. What are you looking at? Aunt Eve asked. Tiffany ran her finger over the face on the page. Why is Jesus frowning? What do you mean? asked Aunt Eve. We're supposed to smile, Tiffany said, and be happy no matter what. Why isn't Jesus happy here? Her aunt sat down beside her. Who says you're supposed to be happy all the time? My mom, Tiffany said. My brother, my dad when he's home. Aunt Eve's forehead wrinkled. Well, they're wrong. There's nothing wrong with being serious or sad sometimes. Or crying? Tiffany asked quietly. Or crying, Aunt Eve said. She peered at the picture in Tiffany's Bible. Actually, the reason Jesus is frowning in that picture is because he felt sad. His friend Lazarus had just died, and the Bible says Jesus cried. She pointed to a verse on the opposite page. See? It says here, Jesus wept. Jesus cried? Tiffany shook her head. No way! He did, Aunt Eve said. And there's nothing wrong with getting emotional, Tiff. We all need to cry sometimes. Jesus understands how we feel, and he wants us to share our sorrows with him. He can handle our tears, and he's always there to comfort us. So how about you? When you feel sad, do you try to hide it? Have you ever forced a smile just to make other people happy? You don't have to hide your tears from God. Jesus knows exactly how you feel because he experienced sorrow too. Tell him why you're sad so he can comfort you and be with you as you cry. Our key verse is Psalm 56, 8.
5: Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book?
8: And our key thought, it's okay to cry. We do a lot more here at Keys for Kids than the stories you hear every day. We run a whole radio station made just for you. There's fun music from Lads and Go Fish, programs like Adventures in Odyssey, and Red Rock Mysteries, plus contests and games. Go to keysforkids.net to tune in, and thanks for
0: listening to Keys for Kids. And Keys for Kids every weekday, 740 Central Standard Time, and then again in the afternoons at 330. And just got this in just a moment ago. This was pretty neat as a follow-up to the trivia this morning. And you know Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle, Brian over there in Poplar Grove right off of Highway 49. He's got a daughter in college. And we got to talk about her a little bit yesterday when I stopped by Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle. Man, he was busy selling a lot of minnows and shiners. And uh, a lot of folks coming in uh, getting some shiners so they can go fishing. Well... We were talking about Carly and he just texted me and a good proud parent moment right here. Just so you know, I deactivated my Facebook and Instagram account. It's just for a week, but it's a distraction for me. I've got too much to focus on, all right? Man, that is great. I didn't know that before we did the trivia question and when we did the trivia question, six out of 10 college students are turning down jobs. Here's a young lady we need to be proud of. Cause she's not turning down jobs you know what she's turning down she's turning down social media maybe you've got something in your life that you're spending too much time with and you say you know what it's coming between me and the lord it's coming between me and the other priorities that i have in my life i think i'm just going to take a break just take a break from it reprioritize regroup take a couple steps back and repunt nothing wrong with that folks text us this morning if you want to talk let us know that you're joining with us 870 205 0600 our daily bible reading coming up right after this
10: open the eyes of my heart lord open the eyes-
0: Lord, would you open up the eyes of our heart this morning as we do our daily Bible reading in Galatians chapter 6. Lord, speak to us. Help us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Our daily Bible reading up next.
7: Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass... You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand, as many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, These would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus... Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit.
0: Amen. And that's our daily Bible reading, finishing up Paul's letter to the church at Galatia, Galatians chapter number six. And starting on Monday, we're going to begin in the letter Ephesians. Now, let me give you an update real quick. I was just checking out the great Facebook page for our missionaries that we're praying for today, church planting pastor and his wife, Jacob and Mellie Jones. Tomorrow is Jacob's birthday. And here's what they did in honor of Veterans Day. They went to downtown area. They're at the public library in partnership with the city. And they, it looks like they dedicated a flagpole in honor of Veterans Day. Wow. Now, this is a church that's given back to their community. This is a church that's serving. Would you join me today as we pray for one of our church planting pastors? Not just planting a church. For the sake of building a group of people together uh, inside the four walls. No, not just for the sake of saying that they are planting a church. Folks, they're impacting their community. Lord, we pray right now for Jacob and Millie. Would you give them wisdom, raise up godly leadership in their church and out of their community? Thank you for their sacrifice. Thank you for the work that they're doing. Thank you for the dedication of this new flagpole right there at their public library in downtown Ozark. Bless them, we pray. May they see fruit for their labor, souls saved, lives changed. In Jesus' name. Here's a song titled, All Over This Land. Dr. Adrian Rogers coming up. In about four minutes,
6: we have been given blessings on blessings, land of the free and the brave, thankful for every inch of this country, haunted by people. for the Mefford Minute with Janet Mefford.
0: Joe Biden's Great Reset crowd is becoming more brazen in articulating exactly how they plan to
9: implode America. Biden climate envoy John Kerry, the climate hypocrite who enjoys frequent trips on private jets, now says there will be no coal in the U.S. by 2030. Climate alarmist King Al Gore has just asserted the way to curb carbon emissions is through mass global surveillance.
0: And the Washington Examiner reports Biden's pick for a top banking regulatory position said she wants oil and gas companies to go bankrupt in order to fight climate change as any informed person knows none of this is about any climate crisis it's about instituting global wealth redistribution schemes by scaring people about the weather one wonders how anybody could
9: be swayed by these insane ideas it's why americans must be vigilant in fighting back against this marxism and these schemes to destroy our country i'm janet mefford for more of janet's
6: perspective listen to janet mefford today or online at Janetmefford.com.
9: victory we could ever win? Listen to Adrian Rogers. David
2: had won some mighty victories, but the battle, the greatest battle David ever won in my estimation is this one right here. David never won a greater victory than he won that day in the cave. A victory over self, a victory over Saul, and therefore a victory over sin. How we ought to learn a lesson from
9: old David so long ago. Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring profound truth simply stated by Adrian Rogers. This month we've been studying the life and legacy of King David. He was a remarkable man after God's own heart. He lived by principle, not by appearance. He was a warrior who knew many victories, but perhaps his greatest victory was the one over his own spirit when he chose to respect the authority God had placed over him. In part one of today's message, we learned that David had the opportunity to kill the man, actively pursuing him. David's response shows us how to behave in a cave when no one else is watching. If you have your Bible, turn now to 1 Samuel chapter 24. Once again, here's Adrian Rogers.
2: And it came to pass when Saul was returning from following the Philistines, that it was told him, saying, Behold... David is in the wilderness of En Gedi, or Ein Gedi. Then Saul took three thousand chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheepcoats by the way, where there was a cave. And Saul went in to cover his feet. And incidentally this place is full of caves and it was not too very far from here that the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. And Saul went in to cover his feet and David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. Now Saul went in there to relieve himself and to refresh himself and as he went into the cave his eyes of course used to that dazzling brilliant desert sun could not see David and his men as they were sequestered there in the crooks and nannies of that cave. They were back there in the shadows. They saw Saul, but he could not see them. And so they're back there, and the men of David said unto him, said to David, Behold the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it shall seem good unto thee. Then David arose, And they were thinking as David went forward with the dagger in his hand, he's going to plunge this dagger into the back of the unsuspecting Saul, his enemy. And David arose and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privily. That is, secretly, with that razor sharp knife, Saul not aware, perhaps now he stretched himself out to sleep for just a few moments on the cool earth. And David takes that razor sharp knife and he slits Saul's skirt and just gets a handful of the garment, and then he backs back into the back of a cave. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth mine hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David stayed his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul. Now I want you to notice three things as we look at this passage of Scripture. The first thing I want you to notice is a great principle. What was the principle that David understood? It was the principle of spiritual authority. When you reject those whom God has put over you, ladies and gentlemen, you do not reject that person, you reject God himself, you withstand God. Now Saul was God's spiritual authority. Saul was the man that had been anointed king over Israel. He was not a good man. He was an apostate man. He was a man out of fellowship with God. He was a wicked man. He was seeking David's life. And yet David understood a spiritual principle that many modern Americans do not understand. It is the principle of spiritual authority here is saul he comes into this cave he cannot see he is completely totally defenseless david's men said this is it david what an opportunity look god has delivered him into your hand this is god's promise to you this is the day that you're going to do him in david this is doubtless from god do it david kill him david All he had to do was plant that dagger in the back of King Saul and he would have been automatically king for he had already been anointed to be king. But here's the point. You had better be careful of operating on appearances rather than principle. It appeared to everybody that this was of God. And the average person would have said look what God has done and taken advantage of it. And the thing that kept David from getting into deep, 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 Deep trouble was that he understood principle. Now, you better learn to live by principle and not by appearance. I know so many people say, well, I'm praying about it. And and God, if you don't want it to happen, don't let it happen. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There are a lot of things that happen that are not God's will. People say, well, you know, if it's not God's will, it won't happen. Do you think rape is God's will? Do you think murder is God's will? Do you think arson is God's will? Do you think blasphemy is God's will? There are a lot of things that happen that are not God's will, and a lot of God's people do things they have no business doing because of coincidence and because of circumstance rather than principle. I was in Mobile, and a man came up to me who had left his wife, and he said, you know, I am seeking God's will for my life. And he said, there's a, there's a lady that I've met. And she's such a fine lady. And he said, I've been praying about God's will for my life. And he said, you just wouldn't believe, Brother Rogers, how God just miraculously brought this woman into my life. He said, it had to be of God. And he said, therefore, I'm dating her. I just know it's of God. He said, you g- would not believe the circumstances. I told him, buddy, you better forget the circumstances and get back to God's Word. You had better stop operating according to appearances and start operating according to principle. If David had operated according to appearances, he would have said, this is obviously of God. To everybody else there that day, they said, this is of God. Behold the day of which the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it seemeth good to thee. But it was not of God. And David operated according to a principle. And that's one of the reasons I say this was one of David's Greatest victories, if not his greatest victory. And so the very first thing you see is a great principle. Now, that brings us to another problem, or at least to another point. The second point is a gentle plea. A gentle plea. What do you do when you have a spiritual authority that's not worthy to be a spiritual authority? That's a real problem, isn't it? What do you do when you're a Christian boy or girl and your parents are ungodly? and they are your spiritual authority. What do you do when you're a member of a church and your pastor doesn't seem to be doing exactly what you think he ought to do? What do you do when you're a member of a government and your government seems to be unworthy of your support and your government initiates laws and rules and things that you believe are not right and things that you would not do? What do you do? when there's somebody that commands you to do something that you think is contrary to the will of God? What do you do about unworthy spiritual authorities? Are we just to blindly obey them? Let me give you a verse of Scripture here. I want you to see, first of all, let's just read starting in verse 8 and then come back. I want to give you a New Testament Scripture. Now, uh, well, verse 7, So David stayed his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul, But Saul rose up out of the cave and went his way. David also arose afterward and went out of the cave and cried after Saul, saying, My Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed himself. And David said to Saul, Wherefore hearest thou men's words, saying, Behold, David seeketh thy hurt. Behold, this day thine eyes have seen how that the Lord had delivered thee today into mine hand in the cave. And some bade me kill thee, but mine eye spared thee. And I said, I will not put forth my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, yea, see the skirt of thy robe in my hand, for in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe and kill thee not. Know thou and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in mine hand, and I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take it. The Lord judge between me and thee, and the Lord avenge me of thee, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. As saith the proverb of the ancients, Wickedness proceedeth from the wicked, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. After whom is the king of Israel come out? After whom dost thou pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? Therefore the Lord be judge, and judge between me and thee. And see and plead my cause, and deliver me out of thine hand. Now I want you to notice David's plea. First of all we've seen a great principle, now you see a gentle plea. I want you to see how David dealt with Saul. Look in verse 8 and see the reverence that he has for Saul. In verse 8 he says, My Lord the King. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed himself. Can you imagine bowing down in front of someone who's trying to kill you? Here is a man who is uh, dealing with respect and reverence to his spiritual authority. But not only his reverence, notice also his respect as we continue to read uh, in verse 8. And and David said to Saul, uh, verse 9, Wherefore hearest thou the uh, men's words, saying, Behold, David seeketh thy hurt. I believe David here was giving Saul the benefit of the doubt you know what he was saying? He was saying, Surely, Saul, you've been misinformed. Surely somebody's been giving you wrong information. Surely somebody is saying, I'm your enemy. I'm not your enemy. And, and how, how kind it was of David here to give Saul the benefit of the doubt and, and to say to Saul, it's really probably, or maybe it's not even your fault. Maybe somebody has been giving you wrong information. Then I want you to notice in verse 11 how he tries to reason with Saul. He says, Moreover, my father, see, yea, see the skirt, of thy robe and then he goes on to say look if I had wanted to kill you I would have killed you I could have killed you isn't it reasonable he says to see that I'm not your enemy and there is ladies and gentlemen reverence there is respect there is reason here with this man and then notice the reliance upon the Lord in verse 12 the Lord judge between me and thee And the Lord avenge me of thee, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. David is saying, I'm going to trust God to get me out of this thing. And then notice in verse 15, The Lord therefore judge, and judge between me and thee, and see and plead my cause, and deliver me out of thine hand. I want you to see with with David in this speech, there was reverence, there was respect, there was reason, there was reliance upon God. It was one of the greatest speeches in all of the Bible. He does not vilify his spiritual authority but what he does is to plead his righteous cause and what should we as God's children do when we are faced with spiritual authorities we ought to do what David did oh I wish I could have learned this lesson a long time ago no we're not to do something that's ungodly if somebody uh, uh, commands us to do something wicked or vile or that isn't a direct uh, contradiction to the word of God no we must obey God rather than men that's what the Apostles say and if somebody uh, is some so-called authority commands you to murder you can't murder if some so-called authority commands you to commit adultery you can't commit adultery or whatever of course not we must obey God rather than men but ladies and gentlemen we must be very careful that when we have an authority over us that we do not have a spirit of rebellion but that we have as David had here a spirit that is such a gentle spirit, a pleading spirit rather than a rebellious spirit. I say I wish I could have learned this long ago. David had a spirit that's one of the sweetest spirits in all of the Bible. Notice how he addresses Saul. Notice that spirit. Some of you kids, you know what you do, you go in school and, and the teacher signs some book. And so you're a member of Bellevue Church and that book's got some dirty words in it. You know what we used to think that kids ought to do? March right in there and say, now look teacher, look at this book. These old filthy words, I'm a Christian, I'm not going to read that and you can flunk me if you want to. That sounds so good. I'll tell you what you ought to do. If that happens, you ought to go to that teacher. You ought to say, first of all, teacher, I want you to know how much I appreciate what you're doing for me. And I want you to know I, want to, I appreciate the way you have prepared yourself to teach and the sacrifice. And I know that you don't get paid as you ought. And, teacher, may I say a word to you, please? I'm a Christian. And there's some things in this book that grieve me. Maybe it's not even your desire. Maybe you have others that tell you that this material must be taught. But teacher, I've gone to the library and i found two books that are twice as hard as this book. May I have permission to read those two books rather than this one book and do a report on them both? I'll be willing to do it if you'll just let me, teacher. What do you think that teacher's going to say? That teacher's going to say, those kids that go to Bellevue Church have got character. They're real. They have something that's real. Some of you kids, you're coming down here to church and your mom and dad don't want you to come on Sunday night or Wednesday night or whatever. They're not saved yet. And you go strutting around the house. And you say, well, I'm a Christian. You're also their son and their daughter. Before you talk about how you ought to be at church, you ought to be doing your homework and keeping your room clean. Did you know that? And speaking to your mother and your father, the authority over you, with respect. And then perhaps your mother and your father will believe in the God that you serve. And you're going to find out that when David acted this way to Saul, Saul was immediately stricken. His conscience was stricken. Because when David got under, God started to work on this man named Saul. I'm sorry to say that Saul later still hardened his heart against God. And he died, but the point still remains that God brought tremendous conviction. 1 Peter chapter 2, and I want you to look in verse 17. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, servants be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and the gentle, but also to the froward. That means people who act like Saul acted, People who uh, really do not uh, deserve that kind of respect, but also to the froward. For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it, if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God." For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Oh, if we could only learn this, that if we could only learn to be respectful to those whom God has set over us. Now there's one last thing, and I'll be finished. Oh, let me give you a few verses. Just put these down in your margin. As you think about David's speech, Proverbs 15:1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Surely David must have known that. Proverbs 16, verse 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Here is Saul that becomes at peace with David. Proverbs 21, verse 1, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As rivers of water he turneth it whithersoever he will. Now what David said is, Saul, I'm going to leave you up to God. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord and David refused to touch God's anointed. God would do a better job than David would do, and God did. As one last thing I want you to see, not only a great principle, not only a gentle plea, but a gracious promise. Go back to 1 Samuel chapter 24, and let's begin reading now in verse 16. And it came to pass when David had made an end of speaking these words unto Saul, that Saul said, Is this thy voice, my son David? Notice how Saul is now softened before he's come with blood in his eye, with murder in his heart. But now he says, Is this thy voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept, because David had done to him what the New Testament says, we're to do good for evil, we're to heap hot coals on their heads. And he said to David, Thou art more righteous than I, for thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. And thou hast showed this day how that thou hast dealt well with me. Forasmuch as when the Lord had delivered me into thine hand, thou killest me not. For if a man find his enemy, will he let him go well away? Wherefore the Lord reward thee good, for that thou hast done unto me this day. And now behold, I know well that thou shalt surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in thine hand. Even old blind Saul could see that when David was willing to be under, that God was going to put him over. Swear now therefore unto me by the Lord, that thou wilt not cut off my seed after me, and that thou wilt not destroy my name out of my father's house. And David swear unto Saul. And Saul went home, but David and his men gat them up unto the hole. Now here's an amazing thing. Saul recognizes that he could have been killed. Saul recognizes that David one day indeed will be king. And then Saul says to David, David, please promise me this. When you become king, Will you be gentle, O my loved ones? And uh, David said, Yes, I will. Yes, I will. David is doing good to his enemies. Put this down in the margin. Romans 12, verse 19. Listen to it. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him if he thirst give him drink for in so doing thou shalt eat coals of fire upon his head Saul said in verse 19 I've never seen anything like this you're supposed to kill your enemies but David promised Saul that he would protect Saul's loved ones now it's it's only the spirit of the Lord that was in David David never won a greater victory than he won that day in the cave a victory over self A victory over Saul, and therefore a victory over sin. One last, last word. Look in verse 22. And David swear unto Saul. That was his gracious promise. But now notice this. And Saul went home, but David and his men got them up into the hole. David was no fool. He didn't come down there where Saul could kill him. He went back to the rocks, back to his cage. He was gentle as a dove, but he was wise as a serpent how we ought to learn a lesson from old David so long ago. Now, I want to ask you a question. This message tonight has brought me under conviction one more time about the sin of rebellion that the Bible says is as witchcraft. The difference between David and Saul is this, that Saul was a man after Satan's own heart, a rebel. David was a man after God's own heart and david had learned to respect authority and therefore david had authority some of you mothers want spiritual authority over your children you better get submissive to your husband some of you men want spiritual authority over your wives you better get submissive to your church and your pastor some of you businessmen want uh, authority in your prayer life you better get submissive to the government some of you teenagers Want to live victoriously over the flesh? You better get submissive to your mothers and your daddies. I tell you, dear friends, God can't bless someone with a rebellious spirit. The greatest victory you'll ever win is the victory over self with a submissive spirit. Father, bless the message to our hearts tonight. For Jesus' sake, amen.
9: What an inspiring and challenging lesson today from the life of King David. You know, at Love Worth Finding, we love hearing how the ministry and the messages of Adrian Rogers have inspired you in your faith journey. Would you let us know, submit your own testimony, or read others online that have shared their stories with us. We often select stories to be shared throughout our Love Worth Finding community, and we will always protect your privacy if that's what you desire. So let us hear from you today. Go online to lwf.org slash story Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message in its entirety, you can call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and mention the title, How to Behave in a Cave. This message is also part of the insightful series, Live Like a King. For the complete collection, a dozen powerful messages called 1-877-LOVE-GOD Or order online at lwf.org slash radio. Or you can write us to order at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Are you facing conflict in submitting to spiritual authority? Consider how David behaved in the cave today. Recognize the great principle of authority and show respect to those God has placed over you. We hope you'll join us next time for more Timeless Truth right here on Love Worth Finding. I want to share a message we received from a monthly donor recently. He said, I enjoy listening to Adrian Rogers' messages every weekday morning, especially while I'm driving to work. I've also purchased many resources from the Love Worth Finding online store that help me understand the Bible and share what I believe with others. We are so thankful for the prayerful gifts that allow us to share these timeless materials. When you donate to Love Worth Finding right now, we want to send you a hardcover copy of our new book, 25 Days of Anticipation. This new devotional resource will help you see the birth of our Savior in a new and beautiful way. Enter the Christmas season equipped with this study that is sure to draw you closer to Emmanuel, God with us. Request this book when you call with a gift at 1-877-LOVE-GOD. And mention the title of the book, 25 Days of Anticipation. Or give online at lwf.org radio.
0: And love worth finding every weekday at 8 o'clock in the morning Central Standard Time and followed up again in the evening times at 8 p.m. Thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company, located in Perry, Florida, a community ministry partner, And their website, gulfbreezerealestate.net. Their motto, a good name, is rather to be chosen than great riches. Got about a half inch of rain last night coming into the morning hours. The radar looks clear right now. Possibly some rain before noon. But this afternoon we expect to be sunny with highs in the mid to upper 60s. Lows tonight dropping back down into the lower 40s. That's your weather forecast here from the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's Mercy Me. Finish what he started.
10: I don't have to know you to know that you will go through hard times. It's just
3: network
2: Come on, let's put our hands together and worship the Lord. Worthy is the Lord.